In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Sono speakers are designed from the inside out for incredibly detailed sound and rich bass. Then, fine-tuned by Oscar and Grammy-winning producers, mixers, and artists. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Hello, listeners. Be advised. This show is an immersive audio experience. Please use caution if you're operating a motor vehicle, as it may seem like sounds are coming from the sides and behind you. The Left-Right Game is brought to you in this dimension by Sonos. Experience brilliant otherworldly sound with Sonos. just came in to check your, uh... you recording? Uh, no. It's just... There's a red light on, though. No, no, uh, that's... Uh, uh, okay, uh, Yes, I am. Don't know why I... Oh, don't worry, it's fine. It's actually a good idea for your, um... You know. Not much to record around here, though, I'm afraid. I wouldn't move too much. Was my mum here? She was here yesterday. I'm surprised you remember that. That's good. But, yes, when you went back to sleep, she left to collect some things from your flat. I think she's taking some clothes to her house for when you're back out. You all right? Yeah. <clears throat> what, what day is it? It's Friday, 7th of March. I thought it was February. It was. Oh, yeah. You said before. Sorry. Well, that's all right. It was a lot to take in, and... You were more than a little dazed. Do you remember any more about the accident? No. Okay, well, that isn't uncommon with concussions. You might recall more over time. Until then, I'd suggest you refrain from watching the uh, footage on your little camera. It was recording at the time, so... You haven't looked, have you? No. Good. I think that's for the best. There's quite a sizable dent in that 4x4. Four four. At least you got a good hit in. <laughs> Feels like it hit back harder. <laughs> well, fortunately, nothing irreversible, but 
Yes, it did do quite a number on you. You have, um, three broken ribs, fracture in your left arm, and two breaks in your right leg. Like the joke? I'm sorry? What do you do if you break your legs in two places? Never go back to those two places, have you? Yes, I've heard it. Right. Well, unfortunately, you're not going to be going back anywhere for a little while. We'll need to transition you very carefully. There'll be some physical therapy, a few tests, probably some time with a consultant. It'll be a long road, but we'll get there. How long? I'm sorry? How long do you expect it to take? Conservatively, a month. A month? Can you put me back under? (laughs) I'm sure you can occupy yourself. You have two weeks of TV to catch up on. Otherwise, feel free to keep recording. Document your journey. That's what you're all into, isn't it? I, uh... I really wouldn't watch that footage, though. Just my advice. Understood. Thank you. started, I want to be honest. The story isn't mine. I'm not its author. I'm not its uh, protagonist. And by all rights, I shouldn't even be the one telling it. In truth, each one of those honours belongs to a single person. A person you'll be hearing from soon. A person who, frankly, is far better qualified for this than I am. I don't know why she's not telling you all of this herself or why she's chosen me, of all people, to explain things in their place. I'm recording this from a hospital bed (laughs) on a broken condenser mic that my mum brought for me from home and editing it on a software I can barely understand. All I have going for me is that I'm stuck here for the next four weeks with nothing else to do but put it all on record. to think of it. That's probably why she chose me. My key defining trait. Total availability. Maybe she was relying on the idea that wherever she went might still be in the same place. She knew I'd be right here and for some reason that she wouldn't be. Oh. I'm sorry. Are you recording your... Uh, no, yeah, I, I was, but it's fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, honestly, honestly, fine, fine. Just okay. A bit of background, which will save us all some time in the long run. I once knew a girl called Alice Sharman. 
she was an undergrad at the University of Edinburgh, the same time I was. My educational poison was uh, history, a degree that has greatly benefited my career as a bicycle repairman. I had a shaman study journalism, though studied isn't really the word. I mean, it's not an exaggeration to say that she lived and breathed the subject. Editor-in-chief of the campus paper, the voice of student radio, blogger, podcaster. While the rest of us were blindingly scrambling for a shred of identity, Alice burst onto the scene just fully formed. A singular person with a singular goal defined by her future vocation in almost every conceivable way. To begin with, we did kind of resent her for it. She definitely stood out and with her 6am runs, her colour-coded schedule, her constant internships and summer jobs, she just made the rest of us look, well, lazy. And though we were undoubtedly very lazy, we didn't really appreciate the reminder. She could be annoying in her own right too. She was blunt and tunnel-visioned and at times a little too practical, but no one could deny she was exceptional. Least of all, the lucky few really got to know her. Alice and I met in the student halls. Like most of our housemates, we were very different people with nothing in common except postcode and a shared kitchen we tried desperately to avoid. I'm not sure how it happened or who spoke to first, what we even talked about, but by the end of the first week, we'd somehow paired off from the group and managed to evolve from awkward strangers into awkward friends. None of it made sense, not on paper at least. I grew up in a hamlet, a farming village in the middle of nowhere. She was an army-based kid who spent her childhood touring Europe. She'd done more by the time she was nine than I have in my whole life. Anyway, whatever brought us together, I wasn't about to question it. She was inspiring and smart and she proofread all my essays. I mean, ugh. I'm still not sure what she saw in me. We were eventually flatmates down in London where she chased her dreams and I chased my tail. <laughs> she got a few small jobs, a magazine here, a blog there, but none of it was a challenge. None of it represented that next big step. Almost a year passed before Alice called a flat meeting and told us that she'd accepted a job in the USA as a junior correspondent for a show called American Stories with the Chicago Public Radio. You wouldn't know it to speak to her, but despite being born on US soil, Alice spent most of her life in the UK. For a moment, I thought she was asking our advice, huh. which was stupid of me. It was a big step for Alice. That was exactly what she was looking for. She accepted it the moment they offered. After that, things moved quickly. Alice started making the rounds, visiting old friends, boxing up everything essential and leaving everything else behind. Less than a month after she made her announcement, on the anniversary of our graduation, we helped pack her stuff into a rental van through a bittersweet going away party and put her room up for rent. That party was the last time I saw Alice Sharman. She dropped out of contact. A month later, complete radio silence. No calls, no texts, no social media. After a few embarrassing one-sided emails, it all kind of decided she'd moved on.
eventually. So did we. And then, some months later... Sad to admit, but getting hit by that car was probably the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me. Or at least it was. Until I woke up 14 days later, checked my email and realised the radio silence had been broken. Alice had gotten back in touch. I received three emails so far. All blank, no text, no subject, no sender's address. They each had one prominent feature though, an attachment, a set of audio files labelled left, right, one, two, and three. I had nothing better to do, so I gave them a listen. And then I listened to them again and again. I've probably played each of them upwards of 20 times in the past few days, and I still don't know what to make of it. But it's definitely Alice. And if any of it's to be believed, it goes a long way to explain why she hasn't been in touch. I'm going to let you listen to the first of these files now. I don't expect you to believe everything you hear. Maybe you'll think it's a hoax. Maybe you'll think Alice is just in a creative writing phase if I didn't know her I'd happily agree but the thing is I do know her better than most Alice Sharman doesn't have time for fiction she never did she only ever cared about the truth if that's the case with these recordings as ridiculous as it might sound I think my friend may have documented her own disappearance like I said, I don't know why she's chosen me for this, but please consider this an open call for information. If you know anyone involved in this story, any of the locations mentioned, anything I can use to get in touch with Alice, please don't hesitate to contact me. Were you in the area on February the 7th of this year? Did you meet or speak with a girl called Alice Sharman? Has anyone heard of the left-right game? Coffee? Do you have any tea? I just got coffee. You seem like a Brit on the phone, so. No, that's fine. Coffee's fine. Alright. Okay, so something like. They say great stories happen to people who can tell them. Rob J. Guthard is an exception to that rule. As I sit at his table in a small house in Phoenix, Arizona, sip his coffee and listen to him recount the past 65 years, it sounds like he's reading off a shopping list. Every event, his first job, his second wedding, his third divorce, none of them receive more than one or two sentences. Rob plows through the years, the curt, dispassionate curator of his own personal history. Yet, the story itself is so fascinating, so rich with moments, so wildly meandering that it somehow stands on its own merits. It's a great story, no matter how you tell it. So, you're 21 years old. You've already worked as a farmer, a mover, a boat engineer. What's next for Rob J. Guthard? Had my boy. Got married. Hmm. Wow. Okay, how was married life? Not so great. Got divorced. Oh, that must have been hard on you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty hard.
Yeah, cool. So, um, what was the situation with your son then? She had him. I went away for a while. For work? Vietnam. Wow. You were in Vietnam. How was that for you? Well, I ain't never been back since. Sure. Sure. Just to be clear, that was everything he had to say concerning his first marriage and the entire Vietnam War. Still, the story continues. Rob had four marriages after that, and even more professions. After the war, he worked with a firm of private detectives, got shot at once by the mob, and then he became a courier, which is how a poor boy from Alabama got to see the world. I've been to most of the continents with that job. I've been to... Where are you from? My dad's American. And my mother's British Caribbean. Yep. See? Caribbean. I've been there. Good to know. He'd been arrested once in Singapore after one of his packages had been found to be full of white powder. He spent three days locked up before someone got around to checking the substance. It was chalk. A friend he made during his brief custody, Hiroji Sato, invited Rob to stay with him in Japan. Just getting over the breakup of his third marriage, Rob took the offer. He stayed in Japan for another five years. And clearly, something important happened there. It's only at this point in his long and poorly told story, Rob begins to talk in full sentences. Japanese are good people, good manners, but they got all these urban legends and ghost stories that Hiroji was crazy for. Spent all his free time chasing them down. Like, uh, you heard of uh, Joro Gummo? I can't say I have. Well, she's this spider lady, lives in the Joro Falls around Izu. Meant to be real pretty, but real dangerous. Roji took us out there a few times to get a picture of her. So did you ever meet Jerogomo? No, she didn't show. None of them did. I didn't believe any of that until we went to Aoki Jihara. Aoki Jihara? The suicide forest? Yeah. Deserves that name, too. Patch of woodland at the base of Mount Fuji. A hundred or so people kill themselves there every year. That's just the ones that they can find. Hiroji took me to chase Yuri, a ghost, ghost in the forest. Guess he thought if they was going to be anywhere in big numbers, they were going to be there. Well, i got to be honest, that does seem a little ghoulish. Yeah. Well, he was a friend. So, did you find anything in Aoki Kahara? I ain't gonna ask you to believe me, Miss Sharman, but I was a PI. Professional cynic, straight laced as they come. And even I can't deny there there was a spirit in those woods. Really? One of the array? Hmm. It walked up to me through the trees. Looked like static you see on a TV screen, but it had a it was a human shape, almost. Almost? It was missing an arm. It reached out to me, but I, I bolted out of that forest so fast. Hiroji never saw it, and he'd been going twice a year for three decades. He holds it against me to this day. 
I can see why. Upstaged by a rookie. Mm. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I wasn't a rookie for long. After that, I took it all serious. Investigation, documentation. When I came back stateside, I looked into everything. The Jersey Devil, Amityville. I said Bloody Mary in a mirror every day for a year just to see if I got cursed. Did anything happen? Yeah, about three months in, I got bronchitis. Not her usual M.O. Yeah. Well, that one's just a story. But I figured if one of them was true, then who knows how many others were. I was real scientific with it, too. High standards of proof, tests, records. So how many of these urban legends have met your standards? Since Aoki Jahara? Mm. Ain't none of them had any proof to them. Except for one. You're talking about the left-right game. Yes, ma'am. Hey, this is Rachel from the Q-Code production team. We hope you've been enjoying the left-right game on Sonos. We take pride in creating premium audio experiences, which is why we love listening on Sonos. Sonos creates technology that celebrates sound, like we do, continuously refining the listening experience so that we can connect listeners and creators. When our team listened to the finished product on Sonos speakers, we felt like we were riding along with the left-right game convoy. The base of the truck's engine, everyone's voices coming in on the CB, and other mysteries along the road. It felt like we were there. None of the effort we put into the sound design and mix got lost in translation from the studio to the speaker. Sono speakers are designed from the inside out for incredibly detailed sound and rich bass, then fine-tuned by Oscar and Grammy-winning producers, mixers, and artists. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The left-right game. I have to say the name's a little silly, but I can tell Rob's excited to start talking about it. The game appeared on a paranormal message board in June last year. Only a few people frequently visited the forum, and of these regulars, only Rob took an interest in the post. It was a kind of ritual, with very simple rules. Get in your car and take a drive. Take a left, then the next possible road on the right, then the next possible left. Repeat process at infinitum until you wind up somewhere new. It seems pretty simple, no different than a hundred similar urban legends Rob's investigated, but for some reason, this one makes his eyes light up. This particular ritual, according to Rob, is the real deal. You could tell from the start that it was something different. The post was thorough. Lots of details. You just, you don't see them in other stories. What sort of details? Logs, high quality pictures, Whoever this guy was, 
He documented everything. I set about trying to verify his information right away. So that's actually something that I wanted to ask. Has no one done this before? By accident, even? I mean, all you do is take alternating turns. It feels like people would play it every day without even meaning to. Well, you'd be surprised. You see, there ain't all that many roads where you can turn left and right and left and right and keep going. Hmm. Well, not long, at least. I mean, most of the time, you find yourself at a dead end or needing to turn in the wrong direction. Phoenix. Phoenix is built on a grid system, so you can keep making turns as long as you need to. That's why I'm here. So, sorry, did you move to Phoenix for the left-right game? <clears throat> That's right. You must really believe in it. Belief ain't got nothing to do with it. You'll see that soon enough. <clears throat> Is that our time? Yep, looks like. I gotta prep the run. You understand? Oh, sure, of course. Uh, guest room's at the top of the stairs. You got a towel in there. Uh, oh, spare key in the hall if you want to see the city. But I suggest you get some sleep. Long day tomorrow. Thanks for the hospitality. Well, that's all right. You don't have to come tomorrow if you don't want to. That sounds ominous. I'll be there. All right. Where actually are you going? Supply run. I'll pick up some tea. I didn't get to speak with Rob as long as I wanted, and I'd wish I'd hidden my incredulity better. Still, selling your house in another state, packing up your life, and moving to Phoenix, Arizona just to play a game you read about on the internet sounds like insanity. In the end, I feel we parted on good terms, but very much aware of each other's thinly veiled opinions. He knew I saw him as a charming obsessive chasing after a fairy tale. I knew he saw me as a naive cynic on the cusp of a completely new world. All I know is, by tomorrow afternoon, one of us will be right. In less than 12 hours, I'll be heading out on the road, playing Rob's beloved game alongside him, and I'll be with him until the end, however soon that might be. I'm Alice Sharman. We'll have more after this. Okay, that's all right. Morning. Oh, sorry, I should have knocked. I mean, I, I did, but uh, just not on the door. I don't usually have guests over. It's fine. Sorry, just a little startled. Well, um, I made waffles. I got bananas, strawberries, chocolate syrup. We got more cooking downstairs, too. Wow. Wow, this is a lot. Thank you. Well, I just wanted you to wake up something good. And we won't be eating this stuff on the road. When are we heading out? Well, I'll let you sleep in. We're heading out in 40 minutes, so, uh, try and be down by then. Everybody's looking forward to meeting you. Oh my god, this is. Wait, who else is coming?
Okay. Guys, we're being kind of creepy here. Huh? You're, uh, Alice, right? <laughs> Jesus. Guys, come on. Hey, sorry. They're all super excited to meet you. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah, well, that's because they're all nerds. Even you? Oh, especially me. <laughs> Look, let's start over. Apollo. Alice. Charmin. Well, that's quite a name. Mm -hmm. Like Apollo Creed? You know, Prince of the Punch. King of the Sting. You never seen Rocky? Afraid not. No. Oh, then we're going to have some problems. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, you want the rundown on the yard people? Please. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, so we got Lilith and Eve over there. They're at NYU. Got a YouTube channel. They're going to be the first to swarm you as soon as we're done, I guarantee you. Thanks for the heads up. Mm -hmm. Blue Jay's the smoker. She doesn't talk much. And the older two are Bonnie and Clyde. They're librarians and uh, siblings, I think. Their names are Bonnie and Clyde? No, that's their call signs. Hmm. <laughs> we all got calls. You don't know about the call signs? Oh, I can't say that I do. Well, that's something to take up with Rob. So, sorry, how do you all know each other? Like I said, we're all nerds. UFO chasers. Ghost hunters. When something goes bump in the night, we run the wrong way. <laughs> There's this huge web form for the hobby. We all men on it. And Rob's on this form as well. Yeah, I should think so. He created it. Apollo! You help me put the stove away? Be right with you, Rob. We don't get a lot of bona fide journalists interested in what we do, so I apologize. Apologize for what? Hey, you're Alice, right? Uh, yeah. Lilith? Yeah. Hey, this is Eve. Hey. Hmm. Hey. We were wondering, what are you doing after this? Because uh, we have a friend. In Roswell. Yeah, in Roswell. and um, He's a seismologist? Yeah, he's a seismologist. And he's been seeing, like, tremors, but, like... Predictable. Predictable tremors. Like, they follow a pattern. It's subterranean. I I'm not sure that I understand exactly... Well, um, some... Some people are saying that the Roswell UFO came from under the ground. Like a digging machine. It could be, like, a big story for your show. Okay, okay, sure. I think that, Excuse um, me, I'll would you to... be the journalist? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't mean to interrupt, but, hey, Bunny, Bunny. Oh. We were wondering if you'd want to bring these pictures to your editor. See those lights? Ah, uh, sort of? That's a will-o'-the-wisp. Uh... <laughs> All right, we ready to head out, guys? Hey, Rob, what's this about Alice not having a call sign? What? Oh, the call signs are for radio contact between the cars. Uh, you're, you're traveling with me, so I don't, I don't think... Uh, you want one? Well, if everyone else has one. <laughs> well, I did think about it. I, mean, I told everyone you were from London. How about that? I'm, I'm from Bristol. Oh, Bristol. I ain't never heard of it. Yeah, no one has. Okay, Bristol. You want to help me wheel the car out? Happy to. All right, fair warning. It's a thing of beauty. What do you think? Well, <laughs> beauty subjective. Not right now, it ain't. Looks like a tank. I fixed her up good. I put the winch in, heavy-duty tires, light rig on top's LED. They'll make midnight look like noon. 
They don't hardly use any power. Took out the back seat to make room for supplies, extra fuel, and a sleeping area. How much did all this cost, Rob? A whole lot. Worth it, though. You gonna need a hand? I'm all right. Thank you. God damn it. God damn it. What is it? Were we expecting someone else? We were. Two hours ago. Look, I'm sorry I'm late. No, it ain't happening. Rob. Don't... No! What, are you kidding me? You don't call, you miss the briefing, you show up in a goddamn convertible? What, you gonna soak in some sunshine on the road? Do you know how much the lease is on this thing? I don't care. Fine. It's my car. What do you What do you want me to get a new car? You didn't even read my itinerary. Look, you got nothing packed back there. I did read it, sir, okay? Calm down. I have a bag. I won't ask you for anything. Goddamn right you won't. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> that's everyone, I guess. You ready for this, Bristol? I'm ready. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, then. Let's hit the road. <laughs> Sorry, how many turns so far? 32. Why, are you bored? Uh, no, no. Just thinking. You're thinking the same thing Apollo was. What do you mean? When we left, how many more to go? You're wondering how many turns we're going to take before we hit some, some wall or something. Before you find out this is all just a story. Does that disappoint you? I'd be disappointed if you weren't thinking something like that. You're a journalist, after all. But whether you believe me or not, now we're on the road, I gotta say something to you, and you gotta listen to it, all right? All right. We are coming up to a spot not too far from here, a tunnel. Anytime before we reach it, you can get out, walk in any direction you like, and you won't be in the game no more. Whole thing will cancel out. You can go on about your day. But once we go through, you gotta retrace the route we took to get yourself back through that tunnel. That's when you're home safe. And you gotta convince someone to take you back in a car. Cause I ain't ferrying you back 20 minutes in. I am playing till the end. Any doubts you got that tunnel to skip out. You understand? I, I understand. 
Though I have to say, you're making me a little nervous. Well, ain't nothing wrong with a little nervous. Standing outside the mirror shop. Ignore her. Ignore her? She's coming. He couldn't come with me. So I cut him out. The lake is so hungry. It drinks the wounds clean. It lies. It drinks people empty and cries when they're done. Are you... Miss, are you alright? What are you doing? like fucking China. Your limbs will split and, and then splinter. Rob. It will close on you. And in the darkness, it will shred you down to your sin. Don't take her, you fucking bastard! Don't! Don't do it! Please don't! I, I didn't I didn't see. I, I didn't see. Please. Oh my god. Did you guys see that? That mom just smashed her head into a fucking mirror like she just Don't pay her no mind. Any of you. Keep moving. gone quiet again thought you'd have more questions is there something you want me to ask not particularly i was just thinking about that woman what she did to herself i mean she do you think she's okay well she's long behind us now to be honest i'm surprised you didn't ask about her at the time why would i wait do you know her uh, not exactly she's sort of a fixture always there what, on that street? On that turn. Wait, are you saying that she's part of this? She's part of the game? One of the first signs you know that it's working. Wherever you play it, New York, Chicago, 34 turns in, she shows up. And I gotta say, she's never acted out that much before, though. Must be a special trip. I don't know how I feel about that. Alright. You're saying that that clearly troubled woman. Don't you think, assuming she's somehow a part of this, that she serves as proof of your game is a little... Ghoulish? That how you feel? Well, see how you feel about it tomorrow. Lilith to Bristol. Sarah, you've gone through the footage of that woman. We've got some pretty messed up video, but no sound. Do you have any audio? Um, yeah. I think it picked her up. Sure, will do. When's our stopping point? For them? About two hours. For you? Well, you tell me. <sighs> this is the tunnel you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Why is there a tunnel in an alleyway? What's it supposed to pass under? It ain't supposed to pass under anything. It's just there. 
And if we weren't playing the game? Then it wouldn't show. Now look, I ain't asking you to believe me, but I told you. This street, this is your last chance. You get out now, you can go wherever you want to go. But through there, you'll need a car to get yourself home, and mine ain't turning around. Not till the end. I remember. But I gotta know you understand. I ain't gonna pressure you. If you want to get out, this is the time. What are you waiting for? Alright then. This is Ferryman to all cars. Anyone want to step out, then pull to the side now. Otherwise, stay in formation and have some supplies at hand. We got a long way to go. Much like the game I'm so tentatively playing, my view of Robert J. Guthard seems to change direction frequently. I'd heard all about his life, but I'm not so sure that I know him. I like the guy, but I'm not certain I can trust him. And though I admire his dedication to the left-right game, I'm not so sure I'll like where it might lead us. Yet, as he takes us into the tunnel, his face vanishing and reappearing under the dim sodium lights, I can tell that he expects this trip to be a major step in his already impressive story. And this time, for better or worse, I'm along for the ride. The Left Right Game stars Tessa Thompson as Alice, Amal Amin as Tom, W. Earl Brown as Rob, Dio Kinney as Apollo, Inanna Sarkis as Lilith, Jojo T. Gibbs as Eve, Brian Greenberg as Ace, Robin Bartlett as Bonnie, and John Billingsley as Clyde, with additional performances by Peter O'Brien, Rebecca Field, Steve West, and Larissa Gallagher. Created and written by Jack Anderson. Directed by Emma Tammy. Produced by Q-Code, Automatic, and Tessa Thompson. The Left Right Game is a Q-Code production. Experience brilliant, room-filling sound with Sonos. Expand your audioverse at Sonos.com. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Sono speakers are designed from the inside out for incredibly detailed sound and rich bass, then fine-tuned by Oscar and Grammy-winning producers, mixers, and artists. 
Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Everyone needs a break from the real world. That's why we played games as kids, and that's why we should play games as adults. I'm Troy Lavalley. And I'm Joe O'Brien. And back in 2015, we started a podcast called The Glass Cannon Podcast, a show made up of comedians and actors playing a fantasy role-playing game. And now is the perfect time to start listening because we just started a brand new story. It's basically Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets X-Files. Search for The Glass Cannon Podcast on your podcast app of choice. Hey, life is hard. So come play pretend with us.